Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. Just before I read it, just to think on the context, um, we're in the second half of Colossians, and sort of from the beginning of chapter three of Colossians, as Paul's really unpacking, what does it look like to have Jesus Christ as Lord over all of life? So back in the start of chapter three, verses one to 11, it was sort of, what does he look like? It looked like for him to be Lord of our personal life. He talked... Paul talks about sexual immorality, greed, anger, lying. Uh, then verses 12 to 17, which was sort of the last few days last week, uh, what does it look like to have Jesus as Lord over our relationship with other Christian believers? Uh, so we heard about the peace of God dwelling in us richly, forgiving as the Lord forgave you, that kind of stuff. And now we've got uh, chapter 3, verse 18 to chapter 4, verse 1. What does it look like to have Jesus as Lord over our family life? and Jesus as Lord over our work life. Um, So I'm going to try and cover all that uh, in about five minutes. Uh, So let me read the passage that you can see there. Uh, Wives, submit submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there's no favouritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So there's quite a lot there. And there's some things that um, uh, yeah, may, may be is like, oh, hang on, what else is going on there? Um, I think the first thing to say is, um, uh, if you think about um, Paul, uh, Paul wrote Colossians, this letter that we're going through, and Ephesians, um, both at the same time, probably both in prison uh, when he was in Rome. And there's a parallel bit uh, in Ephesians going through exactly these um, sort of same pairings of wife, husband, child, parent, uh, slave, master. But in Ephesians, uh, in some places, he goes through uh, in quite a lot more depth, particularly the wife-husband uh, relationship. Um, actually, in Ephesians, there's a whole, whole section about it. And it's all bracketed uh, by submitting uh, to one another out of reverence for Christ. I, I reckon probably, uh, I don't know this, but I reckon probably Paul wrote Ephesians first and he just did a quick summary of it in Colossians. So it's quite helpful to actually look at the Ephesians passage uh, in parallel with um, the, the, this Colossians passage, because actually it gives a bit more depth to what he's meaning just in the very two simple verses of ch- verse 18 and verse 19. Now, what I'll do is I'm going to say just a tiny bit on the first two pairings uh, so we can spend a little bit more time on the bulk of our passage, which is the third pairing, the slave master one. So um, wives and husbands. Uh, again, if you look at the Ephesians passage, uh, he's uh, saying that wives, husbands, uh, the relationship between wives and husbands uh, is mirroring the relationship between the church and Jesus Christ. So uh, if you look at verse 19, husbands, love your wives. How should a husband love their wife? Um, they should love their wife like Christ loved the church. So my role as a husband to Susanna is not to sort of demand that Susanna submit to me, uh, but my role rather is to love Susanna as Jesus Christ loved the church, us, uh, which is by giving, how did Jesus do that? By giving himself up, giving up his life um, for the church. So I am, as it were, to give up my life 
uh, for Susanna. Now, I don't do that very well. Um, I fail often uh, in how I do that, but that is what I should be aiming for, to love Susanna uh, by laying down my life for her so that she might flourish. And I hope that just gives some sort of, um, as I say, I fail at it regularly, um, but that gives some sort of context of what does it look like, this, this whole relationship between wives and husbands. Next one, uh, the pairing of children and parents, or more specifically, children and fathers, perhaps, as in our family, because I am more likely than Susanna uh, to, verse 21, embitter our children, uh, as I did yesterday when we, um, uh, we attempted to go and play crazy golf in Battersea Park altogether, and I was a cross and grumpy dad uh, because of a lack of suitable golfing etiquette from my children, uh, and it was a bit of a disaster trip. So, um, uh, uh, but, uh, but in each pairing, it, it's just so succinct but so practical um, from Paul. And I think the chief thing is it's not about us demanding, wherever you put yourself in the wives, husbands thing, it will be relevant for some of us here, not everybody, uh, wherever you put yourself in the children, uh, parents thing, um, the key thing is it's not about us demanding our rights from the other one, but about our responsibilities for the other one uh, in the pairing. And so we move to the third uh, pairing, slaves and masters. Uh, now, I'm not going to say, again, I could say much more about it, but in, during time, I'm not going to. That, uh, this, uh, the helpful thing, I think, think to realise here is that it's not a direct comparison with modern-day slavery or, indeed, the transatlantic slave trade with Wilber- in Wilberforce's time. The Greek word uh, here for slave is doulos. Um, in the Roman Empire at the time, half of the Roman Empire were doulos. They were the, the slaves. So they, they, could, they could buy their own freedom. So whilst there are some things that were certainly not right about it, uh, whilst Paul... Uh, sowed uh, seeds of freedom back then. If you remember back in verse 11 of chapter 3, he said, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So he is sowing the seeds um, for um, this not to be taking place in what was going on. But the closest parallel to today of what Paul is talking about back then uh, was the relationship between employer and employee. And what does this, therefore, as we're trying to apply it to us, what does it teach us about what it is about um, two, two, two things? I'll just quickly say, how should we work? If we think about our work context, whatever that looks like for us, whether it's paid or unpaid, how should we work and why should we work? Um, let me just show you three very quick things on how should we work. Um, so just put this in whatever context you spend most of your time doing when you're not chilling out and resting. OK, uh, it could be paid. It could be unpaid. Uh, how should you or I work? Uh, three things. Uh, firstly, right actions in all things. Right actions in all things. So uh, verse 22, slaves obey your ma- earthly masters in everything. Not just obey them sometime, but in everything. Even when the boss is being unreasonable, obey your earthly masters in everything. So right actions in all things. Secondly, right motives at all times. If you look at how verse 22 continues, he says, slaves obey your uh, earthly masters in everything. That's pretty tough as it is. And do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. So not just when the boss is watching you, but all the time, not just to win their favour, but with complete sincerity of heart. And then thirdly, how should we work right efforts in all tasks? The next verse, verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So whatever you do, whether it's a high powered meeting with the chairman of the company or whether it's doing the photocopying or the cleaning, whatever it is, work at it with all your heart. So if a quick summary of how should we work, whatever that work is for you. Next slide, uh, please, Lydia. Um, If you look at the next slide, uh, how should we work? Right actions in all things, right motives at all times, right efforts in all tasks. 
Whew, that's pretty tough, eh? <laughs> um, so, um, uh, final question, why should we work like that? Because that's pretty tough. And the simple answer why we should work like that, if we can go back to slide one, um, is because who our, our, who our boss is. Just have a look at what we're told about who our boss is. Verse 23, uh, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. Okay, so the Lord is our boss. Verse 24, uh, Verse 24, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. Again, Jesus is our boss. Uh, um, and of course, we have an earthly boss, but our ultimate boss um, is Jesus. And that's the same even for somebody who is the boss, uh, the, the earthly boss. The, the, if you look at chapter four, verse one, masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So all of us, whether we're the top of the big organisation or whether we're right at the bottom of it, our ultimate boss is Jesus Christ. Uh, he is our boss. And because he's our boss, that gives us two things. It gives us, firstly, a new dignity. So, yes, we should obey our bosses, but no longer are we just doing it um, but to sort of bow down to our boss's power, but we're doing it out of reverence for Christ. We're not about people pleasing. We're about Jesus pleasing, doing what Jesus, um, what pleases Jesus. So it gives us a new dignity. And it also gives us a new motivation. There's this lovely little story you may have heard that the preacher Charles Spurgeon used to often talk about a maid in his house uh, who'd recently become a Christian. And Charles Spurgeon asked this maid what evidence she could give of having become a follower of Jesus. And rather timidly, this maid replied, uh, well, sir, I now sweep under the doormats. And it's such a great little answer that I now sweep under the doormats. Her earthly boss wouldn't have known whether she'd swept under the doormats or not, but she knew now she was a follower of Jesus, her heavenly boss, Jesus Christ, he knew. And this maid knew that she was ultimately serving him. Uh, so to summarise the, the third slide, uh, if we could just have that. Um, knowing that Jesus is our ultimate boss, that's um, why we should work in these ways. It gives us a huge motivation uh, because it gives us a new dignity and a new motivation. Let me pray to close. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are our ultimate boss. And thank you that uh, whatever we're getting up to each one of us uh, in our days, uh, whatever work we're involved in, paid or unpaid, uh, whether we are uh, the boss uh, or the employee, uh, we thank you uh, that you are the one who is in charge of us. We thank you it is you that we're serving and we praise you uh, for you being our perfect boss. Amen. This morning on HTC Daily, we started off by reading Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And we prayed for God's Holy Spirit to fill us anew and afresh this morning and as we head into our weeks. After Jago came to speak to us, we prayed for people in their workplaces. We thanked God for our key workers and asked that they can find time to rest as we come out of the pandemic. We prayed that people would honour God in all of the work that we do. And we prayed for opportunities to spread the gospel as we head back into work in person. We also prayed for our families and we thanked God for our own families and the families at HTC. And we prayed for parents and carers as they try and model Christ to their children. <laughs> 